Conversations. I am one half of your co-host team. I go by the name of Tone X. And I am the other half of your co-host team, and I go by the name of Y Square. Oh, she get applause. Huh? That was nice. That was <laughs> yeah. nice time. And um, hope all the mothers had a great Mother's Day. Yes, hope you had a phenomenal Mother's Day. And Tonight. every day should be Mother's Day for you. Should be. Yeah. But in some households, it's only it's not. when things So listen, we want to talk to you tonight about two words, Mm -hmm. information Mm -hmm. and access, accessibility. If it was a hundred pieces of chicken at the cookout, but it was 130 people, and depending on what time you got there, 
because you didn't know about the information. When you got there, there was no more chicken left. Now you upset. Chicken is an analogy for the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine. More importantly, who can get it if they want it? Right. A lot of people, because they are in rural parts of Mecklenburg County, they don't have full access to the COVID-19. It might be your papa, might be your grandmama, she got oxygen, she might not have transportation, she lives way out there, mm -hmm. but she wants the vaccine. So tonight, it's not about pushing you to get it right. or not to get it. It's all about awareness. information, awareness, and access, right. all right? And we have a gentleman here that's going to pull it all together because he's an expertise on this information. I had the privy of going to a seminar that he had uh, about a month ago. It was Uptown. I got some great information about it, and that's what started the whole ball rolling. So without further ado, would you please tab... Give me some applause for Mr. Yeah. Kenny Robinson. Kenny Robinson in the building. A freedom fighting missionaries. Yes, and Kenny is no stranger to the show. No. He is actually a friend of the show. And um, you guys have probably seen him a couple of times here on uh, Growing Conversations podcast. But as tonight, like Tom said, we're talking about all about vaccines. So first and foremost, Kenny, let's talk about this event that you have coming up on Saturday, May the 15th and why this event was so important. And then we're gonna tie into the whole mission and initiative of what Freedom Fighting Missionaries is about. Thank you again for having me on. Um, first, let me talk about how this uh, event was birthed, how it came to be. Mm -hmm. uh, it started um, with a conversation with uh, myself and uh, Cardinals Innovation Healthcare. Um, because their behavioral health care and they didn't have um, access to vaccines to mm -hmm. actually administer vaccines. So during our conversation, I asked them uh, if they would support us uh, in the equitable distribution of the vaccine, right? Because, again, we are not advocating for taking the vaccine or not. But at this time, in that, in that conversation about two months ago, it was about the equitable distribution of the vaccine at that time because the, the percentages of those in Mecklenburg County who had taken the vaccine, uh, the, the larger percentage of them were uh, uh, Caucasian Americans, right? So that means that when the vaccine became available, it was available in locations and areas that was accessible to those who had transportation who had internet access mm -hmm. and who had the means to be able to log on and fill out a, uh, an appointment schedule, then right. had the means to be able to get up, get in their truck and drive over to Bank of America Stadium or the Concord Speedway, which is the two largest locations that they were held at mm -hmm. in Mecklenburg County to start with. And so let's just say you didn't know about it or let's just say you were so far away from those two locations, but you wanted to get it, that causes a major problem. And the number for those individuals is much higher than a lot of people think, correct? Correct. And again, it's the equitable distribution of things. And at this moment is the vaccine. So us as African-Americans in our communities, especially here in Charlotte, if we can't have 
equitable access to a vaccine in the midst of a global pandemic, mm. then where's going to where's the equitable distribution and banking and healthcare system and finance and credit okay. right, and education and the criminal justice system, right? Right. So if we didn't push and advocate for these type of events to be held in our uh, neighborhoods. Next time around, it will be something. It will affect uh, the poor, the black more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. So again, this is a push for us to be able to have the vaccine, education, information, and then access to the vaccination itself right in our neighborhoods, right, right to us, right at our doorsteps. That's how we, it started. Information, education, right. and access. So what do you say to the individuals who are hesitant about taking the vaccine and those who may just be listening to conspiracy theorists or, you know, people that haven't done any research. But I know you have not only been heavily involved on the front end, but you're also heavily involved on the back end, understanding, you know, really what the vaccine is all about. What would you have to say to those people who may be hesitant? They want to take it, but they're kind of hesitant. They're not sure. I understand all of, all of those who are hesitant to take it, those who outright refuse to take it, because you're talking about nearly 400 years of oppression, right? Mm -hmm. And being lied to, right? And being deceived, right? right? So now all of a sudden, here comes this vaccine right. real quick, like, right? And it's free, and you want me to take it. Well, I'm hesitant now, right? Mm -hmm. Not just because of the healthcare system, but from all of the oppression that has been, you know, uh, attributed to my people. So I understand that portion of it, mm -hmm. right, and the hesitance of it. Again, I am here to provide the education and the information. And, and I say to those who, who are a little bit hesitant, I use this analogy, right? Uh, when we go to the doctor, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a stomach ache, right, and it's so severe, right, right that you got to bypass urgent care in your doctor's office, right? Mm -hmm. Because your stomach pain is so severe that you need to go to the emergency room and you need to go there fast, right? right. And when you get there, you want them to check you in fast, right? Mm -hmm. And get you on to the back. And then when the nurse come in there and do her check, you want her to hurry up and get the doctor, right? And he's going to come in there and he's going to say, Tom, you're going to say you're lined on a scale of 1 to 10. What is your pain? 10, right? Because you want them to give you something fast, right? He's going to go out and send the nurse back, and she'll come in there with a valve, right? It'll be something in that valve, right? You don't care what it is at that time. You think that it's something for pain, right? And you're going to take it, not hesitate. You may ask, what is that? They're going to say deoxymotulene, right, or something, whatever the name of it is. Right. And you're going to say, okay, right, and they're going to give it to you, and you're going to be happy that you had it, right? Right. So I say to the conspiracy theorists, when they want to get us, right, they find alternative measures like they did in Flint, Michigan, right? They'll water. put it in the water, right? Right. And, and, and these days, they'll put it in the air, right? Or they'll just wait until your stomach hurts so severely that you have to come to the emergency room, and they'll put it in that. The nurse won't be in on it. The doctor, he ain't in on it. Mm -hmm. The hospital might not be even in on it if it's a conspiracy theory, right? And the government wants to, to bring down a certain people, right? That's the way that they would do it. What was alarming to me in this sense with the vaccine is that it came readily available and, and, and white America hurried up and, went and got it, right? Quit. Got in their trucks and went down to Bank of America Stadium Concord and got it, right? And the numbers that you see, the percentage numbers in Mecklenburg County of those who have taken it mm -hmm. and fully vaccinated, the greater majority of them are, are white uh, Americans right. that follow behind them are Asians and Hispanics. And again, um, African-Americans, black people, we are pulling up the, the rear 
And right. it is warranted, right? But again, I say that some of us are going out, getting the proper information, not just getting it from the internet, but I'm getting my information right from the doctor himself, a black doctor or a nurse themselves, um, a black nurse who has a family, right? Three or four kids. Mm -hmm. Some of them of all ages and vary, right? Mm -hmm. And they love their family and, and they want to protect them. And I ask them, why did you take the vaccine, right? Not just from a medical standpoint, but just as a man and as a father, as a black man who can't went through the same struggles that, that I went through, why mm -hmm. did you take the vaccine? And those answers were sufficient for me. I asked for um, access to information that I can read it myself, like some of these studies that have been conducted, and that information was sufficient uh, for me. Mm -hmm. So I have decided that on uh, May 15th, this Saturday at Eastland Mall, since I you know, was one of the orchestrators of this event, that I'm going to take the shot. And I don't have no hesitancy in taking the shot. I'm going to be first one to, to take it. Not because I feel sick, not because I have any fear of uh, contracting coronavirus in the future. Mm -hmm. But I would never, you know, advocate or mention anything about something that I and wasn't you know, willing to do yeah, myself. So mm -hmm. I will be first uh, in line to do it. And it's not about this event. It's about the information that I got from the doctors and the information that I conducted and the research I conducted on my own. So this is an individual decision, and I encourage each and every one to make their own individual uh, decision once you have the education and information that we will readily provide to you for free. And I'm glad, I, I appreciate you saying that because a lot of times in our community, especially the urban community, we are skeptical. Um, and I will ask you this, and the, you know, because this is a question that I hear a lot of times. Do you think, or are you even, does this even bother you, or are you even worried about this? And I know you've done, you've done extensive research. Do you think that there is a vaccine that they're giving the urban community different than the white community? I don't think that. But what I do think is that all of the other oppression that we are, uh, are bonded, right? If we take our eyes away from that and concentrate solely on this vaccine, we'll miss the fact that we still leading in diabetes, high blood pressure, we incarcerated at higher amounts than anybody else. We get uh, low banking compared to everybody else. So we have a lot of other issues, right, that are killing us and affecting us way more than coronavirus is, right? Mm -hmm. And if we take our eyes away from that right. and focus solely on this, we'll miss some resources in the meantime. Well, something like I said yeah. earlier today on the radio, and it was for the quote of the day, but paraphrasing, it was about eating. And it was about uh, every time you eat or drink, you're either, it was basically saying you're either promoting better health or you're promoting death or disease, I believe that's what they use. And so, like I always say on the radio, don't be a lazy listener. You don't want to be lazy in a situation like this. You want to do your due diligence because your decision is not just going to affect you. It's going to affect your family and people around you. So... You want to do your due diligence. You want to do your research. And you heard Yolanda say about conspiracy theorists earlier. You want to watch everything that you watch, but you want to take everything in on its own because there are conspiracy theorists, but then there are people who give you facts mm -hmm. and they give you the truth. 
And like my brother Risa Islam says, it's not a it's not a conspiracy theory if it's the truth. That's right. It's just factual. That's right. Which is why uh, they shut his IG page down mm. today that I found out all of them. Oh wow! So, all his IG pages all they shut of them down. They shut down his one that had over five hundred thousand followers. That was his main one. They shut down his backup one which was called uh, Not Another Tuskegee Experiment. Mm -hmm. They shut that one down. They shut down his uh, his other one. So they didn't shut all of them down. He, he's on the, ten, the top 10 list of the 10 people that they flew the CEOs of all of your social media sites, IG and, and, and Zuckerberg from Facebook and Twitter and all them. And they went in front of Congress and they had a list of names. It was 10 of them. But these were scientists, doctors, Rissa was on the list as well. Wow. And the list was for people who are promoting propaganda that goes against the stance of the government. So basically they're saying they're putting out falsehood, false information, mm. false facts and propaganda. So they need to be shut down. Mm. But he's doing the opposite. Mm. And they don't want the truth, you know, or facts mm -hmm. to come out. So make sure that you do your due diligence and whatever decision that you choose, feel good about it. Don't let nobody yeah. sway you. Because if I see one more commercial with a little kid running down that damn sidewalk, yelling out that little boy's name, trying to give him a hug, and then the mama start crying, and then damn uh, <laughs> Walgreens come with that little red band-aid, talking about, so we can get back to the things the that matter. You mean to tell me? I got to get a damn shot to go right here and hug a kid. I've been hugging my kid every day. So that's what I'm saying. Don't let the little commercials sway you and show me one more black celebrity. Every time you show me a black celebrity saying do it, I ain't doing it. So don't be showing me those celebrities because they ain't living my lifestyle. Oprah don't know nothing about what's going on. Tyler Perry, they don't know. That's nice that you got the shot, but I could be a conspiracy theorist now. I could be like, Yolanda, I'm with you. I don't know if Oprah... Tyler getting the same juice that I'm gonna get. I don't even know if Biden and Kamala getting the same <laughs> juice that I'm gonna get. But listen, do what you're gonna do. My brother, this Saturday, he said he's getting his shot, and so he's got an event going on. We're gonna talk more about that. But if you've been leaning on the fence, just do as much research as you can. Right. Like he said, ask actual people. Right. That's in the field and actual people that have taken it. And um, let that be your guide. And another commendable thing about what um, Kenny is doing in Freedom Fighting Missionaries is because, like you said, just bringing the awareness and making it available to the community. So many times we're not available. We don't have information that's available to us. We don't have health care, medicine or any of those needs. And the fact that he is teamed up with Walmart and Cardinal Health, uh, Cardinal Innovations Healthcare, um, to make it available to you. You know what I mean? That is hugely, that is that is something definitely big to commend you for. So what are other services and other things? Now we can talk about what Freedom Fighting Missionaries is doing, not only just with the behind the vaccine, but other things that you're doing in the community. Um, what are some of those programs and things that you're doing in the community that people, if they want to be involved in, they can get involved in personally, or either they can support your movement? Okay, uh, I'll be happy to get into that. But real quick, let me make a note um, because of something that the, um, the, the brother said. Now, I had um, a doctor to ask me, what can we do, right? 
in the community, right? Who can we seek, right? Because at the time, I was explaining to them that the messaging that's going out and who's delivering the message, right? right? How it's coming to us, right? right? Uh, because we love Michelle Obama, we love her, right? Right. As a first lady, but she's a politician, and her husband ran for president. And this is not an election; this is a pandemic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're not down here on the ground with us, and we appreciate the sister, yeah. right, for delivering the message, right? But it doesn't hit hard, right? Because I can't believe in her enough to say, "All right, well, I'm going to go out and take the vaccine because most Michelle Obama took it, right? right? Or because John Legend and them took it, right? He's an entertainer. He come out with some new music. I might buy it, right? right. Or go to his show. But he can't tell me about taking a vaccine for myself and my family, right? Because I don't look at him like a medical expert, right? Exactly. So when the doctor said, okay, well, who would, who should we get? Who Who is somebody, right, that the black community listen to? I said, well, the, the very most utmost person that's respected in the black community, right, and is a scholar and an expert on the needs of the black person, right, that would be Minister Louis Farrakhan, right? So the scientists and right and the medical experts and stuff would have to go and see the brother, right, and give him all of the information, right, open it up to him, let him see it, right, let him go over it with his doctors and his people, mm-hmm. right, and then come out with some real messaging, right? right. I said, but they're not going to do that. No. So the closest thing to that is some of us who are sympathizers, right? And we really care about the needs of our community, right? And we know that this can be a stepping stone to getting what we need in our communities. Mm-hmm. Because if we step up right now and say that we pushing hard and advocating for the equitable distribution of these things, right now it's the vaccine. Next, tomorrow, it will be something else and it'll be us advocating for it. So I wanted to make a note on that because when you talk about the experts of uh, uh, the poor black man in America, right? Well, there's some experts out there that's living right now that they have dedicated their life to the needs and concerns of the poor black man in America. Mm-hmm. Right. So, now, as far yeah. as Freedom Fighting Missionaries and the services and resources that we provide uh, to those who are formerly incarcerated with the emphasis on those who have a criminal background along with a disability, because they have been identified as the, the very most vulnerable population. If you are black and you have a background and along with a disability, it is very difficult for you to move forward. And in Charlotte, North Carolina, it has been one of the hardest places for you to even stay housed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the population that you can see with your eyes, right, when you drive past them, mm-hmm. right, they have a disability along with the background. And a disability doesn't always mean that your leg doesn't work, right? Mental health is a disability, and it goes undiagnosed in the black community, right? And we don't never get the treatment that we deserve because we got to go to the Medicaid doctor, mm-hmm. right? And that's just the doctor over there who take Medicaid. Right. And you know how that service goes for us. Mm-hmm. So now this guy's 37 years old with mental health and a background that's associated with his mental health, right? His crimes is associated with mental health. So those are the individuals that we work with. And we, you know, try to, for one, speak on their behalf on resources that they do qualify for, mm-hmm. have a second point of contact, um, help um, those individuals uh, with Internet technology. Connectivity is one of the biggest issues that's faced. Right. Because when you're on your medicine, mm-hmm. right, you can set up your doctor's appointments and stuff. But unfortunately, your phone gets cut off before you get to go to your appointment. Right? Wow, yeah. So we try to step in and, you know, we'll pay the $35 so the brother don't get back in jail right. just because he wasn't off on his medicine. 
um, job training, um, access to health care, um, entrepreneurship skills, um, soft skills. This is provided by, we do this not just internally, but with a network that we have created of individuals that is uh, designed to relieve the frustration associated with overcoming these barriers that right. we face just being black, right? So we have a network when it comes to employment. Well, these is all jobs that definitely hire people with a background. I'm not, we're not going to send you somewhere where you're going to get a no, right? Or you subject to run into a Karen or something. Mm -hmm. And these is in, in all areas, when it's in healthcare, when it's in training. These are all places that's friendly to those uh, who have a criminal background. These are all second chance employers, and these are all people who understand the plight that we come from. It took me seven and a half years to um, develop that network, but that have been the only thing that worked, right? To relieve us of the frustrations, because one or two no's will, you know, make me pick up a gun. Right. And just like I was telling the district attorney um, today on a call, um, the, the value of a, of a firearm in Charlotte, North Carolina is zero, right? Which means that you can get a gun in Charlotte for free. Right. You got to make like one or two phone calls, right? And you could get a gun and maybe a rider to go with the gun, right? Mm -hmm. And go on out there and commit the crime because it's just so saturated with, with firearms here, right? That that's part of, part of the problem. So we address those kind of issues. Um, we have moved into doing some um, violence interruption, mm -hmm. which um, we have nurses and doctors that's in the hospital and the rehabilitation center, right? Because when we get shot out here in our neighborhoods, right, we don't always die, right? Sometimes we now have a disability, right? Mm -hmm. So those doctors and nurses, again, understand our plight. There's nothing for us, right? So they reach out to us to assist those um individuals that they're now victims of a crime, right? They have been shot and they don't have disability, they do not have Medicaid, and there's nothing for them at the end of that checkout. So they, you know, again, just it's like almost re-entry services. They right. getting out the hospital, we gotta try to help them with housing and try to help them get their paperwork of fast track. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot, Kenny. That's, that's a lot. lot. That's a lot, and we're going to talk about that, because I want to know not only just from everything that you're doing, but how you're able to handle that mentally and how that affects you. But we'll get that into that on the second half. We actually are about to go to our commercial break. And Hold on for you with the commercial break. I want, if you have a question about the vaccine, because I'm going to come back to that. So if you have a question about the vaccine, as if you were either thinking about getting it or what's your reason right now for not getting it? Either you're thinking about getting it, or what is your reason right now for not getting it, or you haven't gotten it? And since he has talked to nurses and doctors and those type of individuals, we can get some different input mm -hmm. from a different perspective mm -hmm. versus just the CDC and, okay, but versus right. just some other information, all right? so. I want you to get your questions together when we yeah. come back. We're going to bring that up. Why haven't you taken it as of yet? What's keeping you from doing it? Or are you leaning toward mm -hmm. getting the shot and why? And if you got a question about it, we'll direct them to my man, Kenny. Now, right. chocolate bar. Go ahead this is candid conversations about the vaccine tonight, baby. And you are watching and listening to Grown Man Conversations with XOY Square. We have to thank our sponsor, Grown TV Network. 
please go and log on to GrownTVNetwork.com, a streaming platform that you can watch not only this original show, but also other original content. And we'll be back. We about to go into the mix. DJ, take us out.
Okay, okay. Now I'm starting to cry. I'm starting to do. Do what? Walk on my One, two, one, two, one, two. Sales 
Yeah. All the way out. That yeah. grown fit is gonna pull Clarence Thomas. Get grown fit. Get your grown fit. You know, DMA. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Get your um, grown fit like now. Grown fit, baby. We trying to get your grown fit with this info. Yes. We back with Mr. Kenny Robinson from Freedom Fighting Missionaries. Yes. And we were talking about an event that he has this Saturday. He's partnered up with some nice organizations mm-hmm. to bring awareness and put the light on equitable distribution. Shine the light of on the COVID nineteen vaccine. Mm-hmm. Mr. Kenny Robinson, he's back, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Tab, give me some applause, please. Yeah. Can I get some applause? Mr. Kenny Robinson, Freedom Fighting Missionary. Get off that site on your phone. Thank you. There it is. Thank you. Thank you, audience. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, before we went into the break, Kenny was kind of giving us a rundown of of really what all the services, uh, services, and what a day in the life of Kenny Robinson is like. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine, you know, just the call to duty that you have to show up for every day, and the type of calls that you have to show up for, and whether you have the help from you know sponsors or from the city or from donors, you still make it happen. But at the end of the day, you are still one man. And I know a lot of times when people see these organizations and see, um, you know, them moving and them doing things, they might look at the people as just people who have gotten a 501c3 and tagged a nonprofit to it so that they could raise funds to do something. But one thing I can say about Kenny, because we not only we know you personally, he's really, really in the trenches. He's really, really in the streets. He's really, really out there with these families doing it. So how do you like how do you do that? How do you do that daily and keep yourself motivated and pumped and to be able to fulfill what your initiatives are with Freedom Fighting Missionaries? Well, it is the the assistance of the community because without this local community then we just simply would not be able to do anything because uh where our donations and support started uh early on with uh maybe a dozen or so folks and then hundreds well, now it is the thousands of people in the local Charlotte community that sustain us daily mm-hmm. that we're able to do the work that we that we do. Um, and I am just one um, uh, vessel or tentacle to this web, right? There is a lot of us daily who um, are, are operating almost in the Underground Railroad. Some mm-hmm. of them are in positions that they simply cannot, you know, let anybody know that they support us because they will get fired, right? Because wow. everybody does not support this kind of uh, work. Mm-hmm. So again, it is not uh, me. I am just a one part of this this web, but it could not be done without the support of. Uh, in this case, as far as this vaccine event is concerned, again, it started. Uh, of conversations between Cardinal Healthcare and myself that led um, us over to Commissioner Mark Jail, who's been very Jarrell, who's been very instrumental in putting this together uh, on a higher end level. Because again, I come from where I come from, which is the streets, mm-hmm. and I do have a ninth grade education that's on on paper, right? So in certain instances, I do not mind. You know, delegating to somebody who have more experience in a certain area. Mm-hmm. So in that case, that was uh, Mark Jarrell, the county commissioner, and then um, at the the county Mecklenburg County Public Health, which has been um, 
uh, amazing to us. Again, we don't know these things until we start doing this type of work, but mm -hmm. there's a good brother over there leading the charge um, for Mecklenburg County Public Health and his vaccination effort, right. and that is Dr. Radar Washington okay. um, and his, his team of brothers and sisters, and he's a brother at brothers the top and of sister. leading that effort. Uh, and we were, you know, blessed enough to get Walmart to, to come on board mm. and sponsor us with uh, Not the Walmart. Mm -hmm. awesome. To sponsor us with promotions and advertising. And they will be providing um, swag bags that's kind of like a mystery what's going to be in there. Mm -hmm. I know what I requested for them, but we happy to get anything for our community. All right. Especially as it, you know, pertains to the formerly incarcerated where we're used to not getting nothing. So again, I cannot do this work uh, alone. I would not pretend like I, I do it alone. Right. I play my part, and and yes, um, that does you know cause me to have to be out and working hand in hand with the families because that's our message, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to get out to the community, to the city, to the county, to the state, to the federal government. That the type of assistance that we need, right? Somebody going to have to be sitting there with us. And that person deserves to make fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year to help navigate us through four hundred years of this right. oppression. So again, it is not me alone. Also, I heard you um, talk about the web and you're just one strength, right? And that's a unification piece because the work that you're doing is bigger than just yourself, and you taking it on with just your shoulders. That would be some mighty, mighty work. And since it's the minister's born day today, I always hear the minister talk about this is one of the, if not the hardest thing to do, and that's to help your own people. Mm -hmm. To love black people unconditionally, he says, is one of the most draining, one of the most difficult things to do. And you have to love black people you have to love your community. You have to love yourself. But you have to love God. Yes. Do you see that? Can you relate to what the minister says about that in reference to what you're doing? Yes. And again, um, these things that we are able to, to do, um, they are not of man, right? Because man just simply would not do this because there's no benefit for, for him. Right. So some of the things that, that we right. do on a daily basis, um, they have to come from from God. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and me and my team, right, we are dependent upon that. Right. Mm -hmm. yes. Because we need the good Lord himself in these instances to touch the heart of the hardest man. Right. Because mm -hmm. they say that judge is the worst or that district attorney is the worst or that cop. Man, he's the worst. Exactly. And those people down there at DC, DSS, man, that one, if you get her, oh, man, she's the worst, right? Yeah. So we are dependent on something that man simply cannot do, mm. which is reach inside and touch hearts and change things, right, mm. eternally. So daily we are dependent upon, before we get there, right, that our lips are prepared and the words come out correctly, right? Yeah. And that the ear on the other end is at least listening here, right? right? And that that heart right, is touched and moved in a way because we're going to need them to, to do something that they normally don't do, right? Or maybe that they had never done. So that is definitely where, you know, all of our strength comes. We are proud to say that. Yeah. yeah. Wow, you yeah. need more people and you need more organizations like that mm -hmm. who exude a high level and a high sense of empathy mm -hmm. 
because if you can put yourself in someone else's situation, your vision is much clearer. That's why when y'all used to talk about what Trump doing, and I used to be on the radio talking about a billionaire cannot hear the voice of the common man. The distance is too far. So what a billionaire does and how a billionaire thinks, you're not thinking like that. So a billionaire couldn't just come write a check and help your situation. You need an individual, you need gentlemen, you need godsends like this right. who keep going no matter what. Because all of y'all are not the easiest people to deal with come on, and man. get along. And if you feel like somebody owes you something, well, that turn it up a notch. Yeah. And then he has to take all of your energy and deflect it, ingest it. And then he has to disperse that before he gets home in front of his family because he don't want to take your foolishness into a peaceful home where he is and get up in his space. So, man, I salute you and I applaud you because the kind of work that you're doing is not for everybody. It's not for everybody and it's not easy. And to make it even more relatable and make, make it even more real to people, would you mind giving us a scenario, if it's one or two scenarios, of what are some of the situations that you encounter so that people can really understand what it is you're doing in the streets. When you post these videos or when you put up a picture of someone and you're saying, you know, this individual just got out of jail or this individual, you know what I mean, was shot or this individual had, you know, something tragic happened in their family and you're speaking about it. What are some of those everyday scenarios, if you don't mind giving us one or two that you deal with? Okay, I give you two um, of the most uh, recent scenarios. Uh, again, I did 10 years in federal prison myself and wow. was released right here in Charlotte, North Carolina in wow. 2012. Right? And I had a probation officer that I had to report to and I had fans and stuff and piss tests and all that stuff mm -hmm. that I had, had to take. Mm -hmm. right? So now, at the work that I do, um, a brother, right, caught up right in 1993, 1994 at the height, right, right when Joe Biden and them first signed this crime bill into yeah. law, right? So one, uh, a brother from right here in Charlotte, North Carolina, he was caught up in that, right? And he uh, uh, went to trial and was found guilty, right? And they gave him 30 years, right? right? And that was in 1994 that he went to serve that time, right? 30 years he did, right? And then now he's back. He's out. He did his time. 27 years. He did it all, right? That's the amount of time you do over 30 years in the federal system, right? Wow. And because there's nothing for us, there's nothing for him. There was no program or anything for him to go to that's valuable, right? For somebody who just did 27 years, right? Right. So his probation officer, who was my probation officer, said, man, the very best person I could send you to is Kenny. And Freedom Fighting Missionary, somebody who's been through what you're about to go through. Right, so uh, the brother uh, reached out to me, and again, I've been right where he's at. I haven't did 27 years, but I did 10. I know right where he's up against. Right, right. so uh, this is not just a phone call. He needs to meet with me, right, because there is some things that we need to address in mental health, right, that there's not a doctor for him. Hmm. There's not a program for him. These doctors and psychologists are now reaching out to us to build curriculums, so they have nothing for him, mm -hmm. right? And he had severe mental health because he's been locked up 27 years, right? Wow. And he's been in an institutional setting where the lights come on at 7, wow. right? And 7.15 is breakfast. So he have a schedule. He have a routine. He's, he's, somebody, he's somebody in there. 
right? Not only have he been uh, programmed just from being in the institution, he's a person in there, right? Because I'm in there, I'm flipped. I ain't Kenny, I'm flipping, I'm somebody, and I'm a character, and I'm a persona, right, that I carry on for 27 years, right? So now I'm out here, and I'm free. Whoa. Right? But I've been used to getting up and doing something and being somebody. Now I'm out here with nothing, trying to figure it out, and what is this, right? It was barely just a regular phone. Now it's, what is this, right? right? And I got to figure it out, yeah. and everybody looking at me like I'm right. crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And I can't have that conversation with a counselor or somebody. I need to talk to somebody like Kenny. Right, who well, like, I feel comfortable I was with. Just like you, I was yeah. bugging in it. So mental health is number one with an individual like that. And that is a conversation with somebody who understands where you're coming from. Let them know, man, that part's going to be all right. We're going to get over that. Right, so employment is like down the list, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't get a job, you don't got ID. We're gonna give you a job with an ID, right. without ID, right? So we gotta go over that, brother. Uh, was you taking any type of medication while you was on the inside, right? Because it got to be a continuous of that. Because we be having high blood pressure and diabetes and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. He's not 30 like he was when he went in. He's 57 now. He's 67 now wow. or something. Whoa. He's almost there 30 years, right? So, of course, he's on some medication, and that's not free, mm -hmm. right? You can go down there to DSS and think you're going to sign up for Medicaid. Uh -uh. The Medicaid that's available to somebody coming out of prison is it's just not there. Nah, uh -uh. They'll give you a vasectomy, or you can get a physical once a year, and that's the kind of Medicaid that you qualify wow. for. For, right, wow. and if you need to go to the doctor or something like that, then you might as well just go to the emergency room because urgent care is a fee, right? And you don't have a doctor, we might then even have a doctor before we went in the joint, right? So you don't have your family doctor you can go to. So there's programs and stuff that I got to guide him through, right? Level. Because otherwise, he would have to know how, somehow, to get on the internet, right? Do a Google search, find this program, fill out the information, all of a sudden have an email address, upload these documents and all of that to get this program that mm -hmm. I'm going to help him fill him out for, right? So steps along the way we'll get to an employment he'll get a good job right because we've been advocating for that and he'll get that good job and then he'll be making 17 18 dollars an hour right and he'll want his own crib because right now he's with his family right they looking at him don't understand what he's been through right and then come time to get a house and that's another obstacle and barrier that we'll have to face because he can afford it, right? Yeah. He won't work on his credit. He'll have that. He's a zero credit score in the system, so it don't take much to get right. him back. Right. He ain't owe nobody nothing. He right. just need to get in the game, right? So he'll have credit. He'll have money. And nobody won't rent him a house, right? Because of, of his record, right? And then we got to advocate for him and, and say to the landlord, well, man, you know, could you give me a chance, right? And then, you know, I'll vouch for the brother. And if anything happened to the property, we'll take care of that. So this is like some of the work that we do. It couldn't take upwards of a year or two, right, before this person gets on the track. Right. Not just physically, but mentally, right, where he's able to operate day to day, right, and not just implode, right, at everything in life. Wow. So that's, that's, like, that's like one individual, again, how they come to me, him, his federal probation officer, mm -hmm. who was my probation officer. That is just reentry service. The family got to be, family got to be patient too. Yeah. Because if well, everybody we go through in the family with them, we talk to them, right? So in this case, he have sisters and stuff. So I have a conversation with them, right? Good to let them know, like your brother's not bugging. Yeah. Like yo, we've been going through processes, and your brother was somebody in the joint. 
Like he, that's all he know how to talk about right. is what's going on, right. what happened then, man. What he we is bugging. Yeah, because he went to Walmart and bought a damn wall phone, <laughs> and we told him smartphone. You don't put no phone on the wall no more. He put a phone on the wall just so Whoa. when Mama died a phone, he walk up on her to my phone check. With that long, we were like, you don't do that to your mama. With that long, it's, it's your mama house. You're not on. locked. Me. I am a boy, Damon. You're not locked up. You're not locked up no more. Take them phone books off your stomach and go sit down somewhere. Ain't nobody, nobody no, do stomach. right. Right, bring a weed to the back of the house. Get yourself together. I don't know how you was doing it in the pen, but you will not be taking no bowel movements in here with no funny balloons floating around. We're not doing that. So, so the family's got to get used to it. I was a drug counselor on the program with Kenny, but I lasted a month <laughs> because all, all my advice was the same. They would tell me their problems, and I'd be like, man, you need to smoke something. Then I signed, and they, they was a like, permission slip. Yeah, I signed a little slip. But they, it ain't legal here yet. No, but they didn't know. You would tell them to go to Detroit. I, I, I'd be or like, go down there, Cali. go over there to Baby's Ford. You'll see somebody in a red jacket. Give him this piece He's of paper. So crazy. He's a pharmacist, but yeah. You're so crazy. Yeah, it takes time on both sides, though. Both sides, not, it's not an overnight fix. Mm-hmm. And listen, I can tell you that because he's talking about people coming out from being incarcerated. <laughs> I can tell you about people coming out from being incarcerated in the military and that whole mindset and that PTSD and you close the door too hard and they jumping down behind something they're on the floor. So listen, it, it, it's not just incarceration, it's cats. These military, I'm a veteran, so I go to the apartments. And I see these cats in there, and listen, yeah. it's tough. Yeah, it's tough because because a lot of people don't know, and they will not say nothing to you. They don't like to reach out for help. You talking about prideful people, and then they get caught in a spiral staircase. They get caught in a spiral staircase, and it ain't like the government talking about, hey, come over here, let me show you how to get out the matrix. You got to find it for yourself. So once again, people like you and your program, you better find it, it's lifesavers because it's like you helping people get out the matrix. Because yeah. if not, it's like, how you know, what, how are we going to get this done? And he's not only helping you mentally get out the matrix, but he's also helping you physically to, to take those steps. And don't be embarrassed. Like Kenny said, you have to start somewhere. And this is a great place to start because he's not only an advocate, but he has lived it. You know what I mean? He actually has gone through the system came out, got a second chance, and now started an organization to be able to help you and individuals like yourself get second chances if you need that. So let's talk about the, this big event again that's coming up again on Saturday, May 15th. Um, I know you're going to have two events, but right now the first one is May 15th. If you want to give, if you will give people the information again for the Saturday. That is going to be this Saturday, May 15th at uh, Movement School East. That's the old Eastland Mall um, site. Over at the new movement school mm-hmm. from 12 to 4. Uh, we do have two uh, vaccines available. So the Pfizer shot will be available as well as the Johnson & Johnson shot. So those who uh, choose to, because you have a choice, to decide whatever one you want to take if you choose to take one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you try, decide to take Pfizer, then your second shot will be on June 5th. Mm. And again, um, the Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson shot will be available on the 15th and also on June 5th. So we'll be having um, these educational events and informational events leading all the way up to both dates. Yeah. This Saturday and also the June 5th date. 
And even for those who are unsure about taking the vaccine or simply have made their mind up that they do not want to take it, still come out. The education and yeah. information will be available. Mm -hmm. It may be some information that you may want to share to your elderly parent, your elderly aunt or uncle, right, who may not have the same views that you have about the vaccine, but would like to know where it's at, where some information is, mm -hmm. and at least you can provide them with that. Again, Walmart will be providing uh, swag bags. There's another event going on with Mr. Excitement, Chuck Brown, that yeah. day on the site. Brandon. So Brandon will be there. Yes. Um, we have we'll have two DJs, food trucks, uh, vendors, uh, resources. So mm -hmm. even if you you know don't want to take the shot, come on out, right. spend some time. And be a with part us. in the community. Talk to some um, black doctors and black nurses that's from right here in Charlotte, born and raised. Um, talk to some black doctors and nurses who just want to, you know, answer questions. Right. Now you can talk to them, you know, straight up in the language that we understand. Mm -hmm. So if nothing else, feel free to come out that day just for that. And do people have to register? Can they walk up? You can walk up. Um, you do not need to register ahead of time. If you choose to, you can go on to MacNC.gov and, and pre-register. But, you know, walk up, come up. Um, again, if you don't want to take the vaccine, you have some questions, you want to show about it, you can talk to a nurse. There'll be doctors and nurses on site right. for you to talk to. Just to talk to. And then if not, and you're not even, you don't want to trust them, then you can talk to brothers and sisters like myself. Like yourself. Right. And what if I need a ride? What if I live across town? If I'm in Gastonia, Rock Hill? The news for us is that the CATS um, bus line have joined on, along with us in nice. partnership. To provide free bus rides to and back from the event. That site um, was chosen for its proximity and chosen for the area that it is in, for the people that we're trying to serve in that area. So it's right on a bus line. It's a special bus line there. Uh, Uber and Lyfts are free that day. Mm -hmm. Oh, that wow. time period from Great. 12 to 4. Mm -hmm. So if you want to Uber call and Uber Lyfts are free, y'all. That's right. So if you want to call an Uber or Lyft during that time frame, it will be free to get you there. And Excellent. then you call to get back to your home. You can call me. And you can Excellent. call Tom. You can call your line. I special Lyft service. You better call Tom. Well, I, had to tell I ain't you, doing no Uber. I had to tell you what you had to pay me. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Uh, no look, Lord, Hammer. Oh, wait a minute. Is, is there a number? Because uh, I know that there was a number. Do you know that number? If people want to call, I know that number right off the top of my head. He don't know. But the it number, is on Mac, MacNC.gov. So go to that link. www.macnc.gov forward slash COVID dash 19. All right. That's www.macnc.gov forward slash COVID. Dash 19. Do you know the number That's test? where you oh, go oh. and get all <laughs> of your information. Right. All right? That's where you go awesome. and get that. And then one last thing. If people want to support and donate to or be there uh, involved with Freedom Fighting Missionaries, how can they get in touch with you and how can they do so? Go directly to my website at www.freedomfightingmissionaries.org. You can go to Freedom Fighting Missionaries on Facebook and Instagram. All of the ways to support us are, are there. Donations are great. We need them. However, uh, more than just you you know, writing a check or making a one-time donation, what we really need is access to your network, right? Share our work, 
right? Because where you may donate $50, if you share to 100 people in your network and they do donate $10 a piece, well, that's $500, right? right? And that is uh, what we need because mm -hmm. more than money, what we are seeking, right, are navigators, people who are interested in this time, type of work and people who have the patience to sit down and help individuals through applications, mm. sit down and be a second point of contact for your brother or sister, yep. or share just your knowledge and information, right? Because we have a wealth of black knowledge, wisdom, right, here in Charlotte, right? Yep. That, you know, some of them just need to come up out of Ballantyne and come in them area, out of those areas, right? Yeah. <laughs> and come on back where they were started. Yeah, yeah. Even if they ain't start from there, their grandmother, their great-grandmother, they definitely <laughs> cleaning some floors and some toilets. Somebody right? did. Right. So right. Come on back and, and, you know, share some of that knowledge. It costs you nothing right. to share knowledge. It's free. It's free yeah. knowledge. Know 